Partners for this Creative Morning Sheffield talk are Make It Matt Black, Department 2, HLM Architects and host venue Sheffield Institute of Arts. Go to creativemornings.com sponsor if you'd like to sponsor a future talk. And Creative Mornings is supported globally by MailChimp, Shutterstock and Wix. Welcome to the Creative Mornings Sheffield podcast. Creative Mornings is a breakfast lecture series for the creative community. Every month in cities all over the world, the creative and curious come together to drink coffee, fill up on pastries and hear a talk by someone marvellous. Creative Mornings Sheffield is the Sheffield chapter, organised by Penny Lee. Each event is documented through pictures, video and this very podcast. You're about to hear a talk from July 2018 by Majid Majid, a.k.a. the Lord Mayor of Sheffield. A British Somali activist and politician, his appointment attracted significant media attention as he's the first Somali, the youngest ever, and the first Green Party councillor to hold the role. For many Sheffield folk, Majid has been both an inspiration and a breath of fresh air. In his talk, he reflects on how he's used positive messages and creativity to connect with people on an emotional level. There's no doubt he's been a champion of Sheffield and everything the city has to offer. Right, um, first of all, I just really want to say a massive thank you to everybody who's come out this morning. And to be honest, the first time I've heard about Creative Morning is when Penny um, reached out to me. So thank you very much, Penny, for introducing me to this amazing, wonderful community that's part of Sheffield. So I really am glad to be here today. So the theme of today is intention, but I kind of just thought I'll very briefly and uh, introduce myself. So uh, my name is uh, Majid and turned 29 a week and a half ago. So I was born in Somalia, came to Sheffield when I was five years old, grew up in Burngreave part of the city. And growing up was just fine in all honesty, like of course I had its challenges, I couldn't speak English, neither could my family when we came over, but we kind of got over that barrier very, very quickly. So growing up was great fun and I went to Furvale School, for those that know where that is. And it was great and honest when I was young, I didn't necessarily have any, um, shall we say, ambitions in career or career goals or anything like that. I knew, I think at one point I wanted to be an elephant when I was a child. <laughs> Quickly realised that wasn't possible at all. And then I think I, I just went through so many different transitions and then decided to go to university after um, taking quite a few different A-levels. I thought to myself, well, if I go to university, I can just broaden my horizon, learn new things, and I thought I'll study aquatic zoology because I was interested in water and I was doing lots of scuba diving at the time, and I thought I'll go to an exotic place to study, so I went to Hull. And it was, it was it, it, I, had a, I had a great, amazing time at University of Hull, did aquatic zoology, but still I never really understood what it is I wanted to do. And I think from the, at that point afterwards, I set up a digital marketing company with two friends, which failed miserably. But, and you live and you learn and you kind of move forward. But what I'm trying to get, do you know how a lot of friends, family, a lot of people that we know necessarily have got a career plan and I completely understand because it's got a, it provides stability, it provides security. But, and that's not something I've necessarily always kind of had. I'm more of the person that seeks opportunity and really just kind of takes it by opportunity, kind of runs with that. So I never really ever expected I would have been Lord Mayor. So, to be Lord Mayor, first of all, you have to be an elected councillor. So when I came back to Sheffield, I really just wanted to, 
I guess playing more of an active role in my community and it was during the rise of UKIP and the far right in 2014 and I, I, got, I kind of first got involved in politics when I was at university and I remember getting involved because I came from a sports background so I didn't come necessarily from a political background but I remember when I got involved in my students union I thought Do you know what I'm going to run to be student union president but not knowing any I couldn't honestly tell you the difference between left or right I knew I cared about certain issues so like I knew I cared about um, eradicating the hidden cost cost of university standing for free education so when I kind of stood as student union president I remember being asked the question like oh Majid are you going to join the picket line I mean, having no idea what a picket line was. So I obviously gambled and I was like, yes, I'm going to join the picket line. Everyone gave me a round of applause. So I thought that was the, the right answer. <laughs> but I really just kind of, and then got involved with local, in my local community. And I think it was, it was 2016 when I got elected as a councillor. And for a while, this is amazing. I've got a big platform to really just highlight certain issues and campaign what it is that I want to campaign on. And from when I, got an elected as a Green Party councillor in Broomhill and Charvale. That's when I found out how the council works, opportunity of a Lord Mayor. And then that came up. And then when that came up, I kind of thought, do you know what, I will throw myself in. And I thought I'd just give it a go because I thought it, was, it would be a great opportunity. In fact, I forgot to um, press the slide one second, sorry. So basically, it's like for me, an idea of what I thought a Lord Mayor was, was basically somebody like this gentleman here. I'm sure there's, not to say all Lord Mayors are the same, by any stretch of the imagination, but I had a stereotype of what I thought a Lord Mayor did, what a Lord Mayor's responsibilities and powers or just what, what it is they did. And my understanding was, and what it is, so the role of the Lord Mayor, for those that don't know, is predominantly two different things. So the role of the Lord Mayor is, first of all, is the main ambassador of the city and represents the city locally, nationally and internationally. And the second part is, we've got something called full council meetings, where it's once a month, the biggest meeting at the council, and this is where all the decisions that affect and impact everyone in Sheffield takes place, and the Lord Mayor's role is to chair that meeting. And I think traditionally what people know for the Lord Mayor is, Lord Mayor's go to a lot of different fates, different community things, open up stuff. And that was all, I was all, that's all the stuff I was excited about, I thought to myself, surely there could be so much more to that platform. And I kind of thought, well, let's see, see how I can just change the role, basically make it into my own and see what it is that I can do. I can't remember what the next slide is. Okay. So, um, yeah, so when I, when I became Lord Mayor, I thought, oh, amazing, fantastic. I can really use that platform to put certain key messages out and really just make it into a role of influence, but a really meaningful role, to be honest. And I think one of the things I understood is that we do live in a world where a lot of the politics is filled with a lot of fear and hate and I thought well this would be a great opportunity to really combat that by really putting some positive messages out there and for me my intention or my intention so far as a Lord Mayor from the beginning was four intentions the first the first intention was to literally engage as many different people as possible and to spread positive messages anywhere I can and to really get as many people talking about Sheffield, but also really championing all that is great and good about Sheffield, while also connecting people on an emotional level. Because one thing I understood is, nobody cares if I put out manifesto points or like make it really like long. But I thought, how can I really just capture people's imaginations and really just engage people on an emotional level? So that's why I started then kind of looking at different ways I can really capture people's imagination. So um, what I'm going to do is, so everything I'm basically just going to show you is three quick examples of three, uh, three examples of how I 
had intention and executed something with intention. So the first one and is this picture. So, so do you know, so let me just give you a bit of information regarding So every Lord Mayor, for those that haven't been to the town hall, there's something called the anti-room, A-N-T-E room. So they've got the pictures of all the Lord Mayors from 18 something something, right? So I thought to myself, do you know what? I need a picture because the picture is going to outlast me well past I'm dead. And I thought, well, it needs to be a picture that's more, so much more than just your stereotypical headshots. Where if you look at literature in the anteroom, it's quite disappointing because it's like, you know, they could have been, it, could have, it would have been so amazing if every picture told a different story. And there was some creativity involved because whether, yeah, because if you just go in there, it's just the same pictures every time. So I thought, well, it's a great opportunity to really just say something different and kind of like really just introduce myself and to basically to the role and to the world and everything. So the intention of this was basically just to introduce myself and say, listen, my name is Lord Mayor, I'm gonna be doing things differently. So I kind of thought, do you know what? I already accept people aren't gonna like me. I accept I'm not gonna be everyone's cup of tea, but I'm literally just gonna do things how I want to do it. And listen, I'm human, I'm gonna make mistakes. I will learn from my mistakes, but I will always do what it is I want to do. Because for me, the last thing I could think of is getting towards the end of my time and thinking, do you know what? I wish I was to do it my way and have all that. So I kind of thought, I'm just gonna literally just run with it. So I kind of called a photographer and I had a lot of mutual friends we've called Chris Saunders. So I was like, Chris, I've got this idea for a picture. Let's just take a couple of pictures. And there was a couple of security. We were just observing what we were doing. And <clears throat> we took, you can, we, there was honestly, there was quite a few different shots. We took some like normal headshots and whatnot. But I thought to myself, do you know what? It still needed a bit of oomph. And I kind of thought, well, Let's just get out of the way, just kind of stand on the plinth and I squat onto it. So it was a big health and safety hazard because it is a big drop behind that. <laughs> so literally, it, it was a case of, all right, there's no security looking quickly. And it was, it, honestly, it was great that the Chris was very like on board with everything and a bit rebellious. I thought, right, let's, there's no security quickly, just jump on there. And it was just that one shot. It wasn't like we got the light in, like, he set the film, but it wasn't just like, it, what I'm trying to get, it wasn't lots of shots prepped, it was literally just quickly jump on, take the picture and kind of just jump off it. And, and then that's how the picture was taken. So when I kind of went through the picture, I thought, this is the one that I want to go in the ante room. Because like it kind of, for me, kind of gives the image of like, well, listen, I've still got the chain on, so that part of the tradition is still there. It's also saying, well, listen, I want to do things differently and I've, kind of, I've arrived. And to be honest, it does make it look like some sort of Hogwarts really grand. And picture, but it, it, it just looks the composition is great, so credit to Chris Saunders and all that as well. So, when I kind of thought, well, this is when I'm going to put that and tweet out, you say, listen, thank you very much. I thought I'll kind of put a message with that because I thought, well, the picture alone would be great, but it'll be great if it had a message along with that. So, I kind of put a little post uh, on Twitter and with like another image of just basically some short text, basically just thanking people for and the sacrifice and the and opportunities that kind of got me to where I got. And then honestly, then the internet does what the internet does and then the internet just went crazy and then it just went completely viral. And it was like, it was really quite interesting to see because things just was kind of creeping up, creeping up, creeping up. And then next minute, like my phone was going crazy. I'm literally being like, because you know what I think I never realized was that, you know, Twitter, you've got your inbox and there's the other box, which I've never checked. And then there were so many different messages on there. And honestly, everybody was just, just sending me so much amazing, just lovely messages. And little, never did, because my, you know, it's my thought process when I became Lord Mayor was always like, it's just local, you're the Lord Mayor of Sheffield, and that is just my remit. 
But when I was getting like doing all these interviews and literally seeing posts like in Turkey or doing interviews like in Canada and all this like people send me messages even like I had a friend who lives in Sudan and he was in a WhatsApp group because this is the local news this picture of you <laughs> and I was just completely baffled I was like what the heck so and I think and I honestly think one of the reasons it kind of possibly cut through because maybe we do live in so a bit of doom and gloom and this kind of gave a message of different message of hope and especially when it was somebody with a position of influence or position in politics where they're like oh my god this is a lord mayor this is such a great way of representing people and i also think if i'm being honest with you, one of the reasons why i've got so much attention especially when this kicked off is due to a failed democracy in the sense that though the people that represent us in all forms of government whether that be local or national governments they don't necessarily represent the people, they don't reflect the people that they represent. So if we look, for example, the government, ca government ca cabinet at the moment, it is basically filled with millionaires. So how are they meant to understand child poverty or certain other issues like that? So had we had, say, more women, more people of colour, more BME people, more uh, people from the LGBT community, it, would, it wouldn't be as such a kind of a big deal. But of course, the picture always helped massively and the stories are kind of also helped massively. But it really just, the impact of it was like, I just was able to, I just got a big platform and I've literally been going here, there and everywhere. Like I even like went to Amsterdam to speak on this panel about how does party culture impact politics today with their mayor and a couple of other mayors. And it really just put Sheffield on the, on the actual stage. And it's like everywhere I was going, like, even the mess I began, like, oh my God, it's in Sheffield, like so progressive, like I want to move to Sheffield, Sheffield is so cool. And any given opportunity that I get, literally whether it be the daily politics or whatever like that, I always try to plug something about Sheffield because for me that is one of my main focuses to really just champion Sheffield and get as many people talking about Sheffield as possible. But of course it came with a lot of hate and I already accepted that from the beginning. Well, never, not everyone's going to like it and it is what it is. But honestly, the positives were, was absolutely amazing. So if I give, um, how long have I been speaking for Penny? Okay, fair. So basically just another example I just wanted to kind of um, touch upon was um, this, right? So just coming back off the other picture, one thing I, because I'm always constantly learning, one thing I learned was, wow, like, like pictures, like I thought it was such a great way to um, engage and just communicate people differently right so for okay well how can i expand on this so every month we've got a full council meeting where it's the biggest meeting of, of the council calendar so for, i'm going to use that platform to take a different picture every month so i kind of made it into a photo project right so for every month i am going to wear a different t-shirt with a different message take a picture of me squatting somewhere inside the town hall <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll wear a different hat to every picture and i'll wear a different pair of doc martens and i kind of thought i'll take a top Further than that, and what I thought I'd do is I will have a different Sheffield-based photographer for every, every picture. So this is the second picture. There was one before that, which I forgot to add on, which was basically a t-shirt of me saying, immigrants make Britain great. And I had a tartan beret hat. There's no relation between the hat and the shirt. But basically, that was the kind of first one. And I thought, I will just do that every month and I'll kind of just get those messages out. So I thought for the second month, I thought, well, listen, Donald Trump's going to be coming to the UK. So I kind of thought, well, I will literally, because Sheffield as a city, we pride ourselves in being the first city of sanctuary. We pride ourselves in being a city that welcomes people and literally just embraces diversity. So I thought, well, Donald Trump doesn't necessarily represent all that. So I thought, well, this is a great opportunity to really, because you know, also with the, with the t-shirts as well, I could have literally said, 
Donald Trump is not a nice man, or I don't like Donald Trump. Like, it wouldn't have had the same effect. So there's always a, with every teacher, there's always like a political message, like a statement, right? So I kind of thought, well, let me play around with what, what would reach further, right? So none of this was accidental. So I specifically chose the word waste man because when I was, because that's like basically a phrase me and my friends use, but I also thought, well, think about it. I want this message to really travel as far as possible. So for, in my head, I literally saw journalists and media people having to define what it means because they don't know what it means. <laughs> so that in itself becomes a new story, new story, a, a, a focus point. Because had I said it's not, Donald Trump is not nice, it wouldn't have covered much. I thought Donald Trump is a waste man, like what is a waste man? And then having all these people just define what a waste man was just quite fascinating. Also with the tweet, right, which upset a lot of people, but what it is, I thought to myself, how does Donald Trump speak? Like, I, Donald J. Trump, hey, man, like, so I kind of thought, listen, let me just completely just play with that, and I was like, I imagine, imagine, Lord, may you of this city, and hereby declare that not only is Donald Trump a Western, but he's also banned from the great city of Sheffield. The crazy thing is, in reality, the only two people that can actually ban Donald Trump from, from anybody for that matter for coming into the UK is the Prime Minister and the Home Secretary, but 90% of people believe that I've banned him. <laughs> Genuinely, people literally just bought, and it's like, it made me think like, like, are people just, and like, not like, but I'm not gonna compare myself to Donald Trump, is this how he gets away with it? Like, he spouts out so much stuff. It was literally like, fascinating to see like, people actually fought, but it was just a symbolic gesture to say, listen, he's not welcome here. And I thought I will take it a notch further by saying, I further hereby declare 13 to be Mexico Solidarity Day. <laughs> but with that, what was interesting is, then people expected me to do something. And I was like, oh God, so then literally within 24 hours, I put some posts out, we, got, we did something which was great. But so one thing I learned, you know, from the other picture going viral was, I was literally so inundated with so much press inquiry, and I just could not keep up. And even to this, I have no press officer. So when this, when I was putting this together, I thought, I just can't actually, I haven't got the time or the capacity to do interviews and interviews and interviews. So I thought, do you know what? I need to somehow control the narrative, so I thought, well, that's what a press release is there for. So I really just put together a press release and I sent it out at 12 o'clock. And I just said, I've never sent a press release in my life. So I kind of sent a, put something together, sent it out at 12 o'clock and I thought, embargo till so-and-so, this, this is the story. And I sent it out to all the contacts that I contacted me before when the first picture went viral. And it literally worked like magic because one thing I learned is that they then just literally gave, I gave them everything. So they literally, the whole press release was sometimes word for word what I'd written or everything I wanted to get across came across. So instead of them with the picture creating their own story, their own narrative, they literally had everything in front of them which made my life so much easier. But that's just something I kind of learned with the whole process. But it's, um, yeah. But yeah, even with this like, it came with its challenges. It's like, there was a lot of racist people that came out of the woodwork. There was a petition that was like, oh, we need to get rid of Majid as Ed Lord Mayor, which was done anonymously. And a lot of the comments in there were racist. And a lot of the people that were pushing it were people like uh, Breitbart and like Rebel Media, a lot of the kind of far right wing organizations. But it was just interesting just to see how it made people feel. It really connected people with emotional level in the sense that people were really, really like supporting me. We were really, really like back and the other side people were like, when I get we're, we're against it and everything, but it was just interesting literally to see, just on the final thing on this is like, to see the impact I had like going through London and seeing billboards all across London saying Donald Trump is a waste man. And again, me getting literally um, 
coverage again like you're speaking on the on, on platforms because people are interested so even i've even seen a baby grow where i said donald trump is a waste man <laughs> literally to like um like honestly it was bad, like even like luke skywalker like matt hamill like, was retweeting my tweet like so much bizarre people it literally resonated with so many people and it was just amazing to see. and again like the messages were like really really amazing really really supportive so that's just another example so I just, I'll give you a third example of something, right? So I got approached by a marketing agency that do uh, tramline stuff. So they messaged me and said, imagine we've seen the Trump is a waste man stuff. And we're thinking, well, if you could have a board at Tramlines Festival, what would it be, right? So I'm thinking to myself, I don't know. So I seen the email a week late. And then when I seen the deadline, I only had like 30 minutes left. So I'm like, <laughs> Genuinely, I had 30 minutes, I was like to myself, God, like, it's a great opportunity, I don't want to miss out on the opportunity, so I thought, okay, 30 minutes, tramline, it's their 10th year anniversary, something around 10. I thought, okay, Sheffield's Ten Commandments. So I literally put that together very briefly, and if I could change it, I would change it, I would probably like to include something like, be good to, be good to trees, because I think that's a very Sheffield thing, and I would, have, and I'd like to add, I would like to add that in. But when I put it, I just didn't think much of it. I just thought, well, this is like what I think would just be um, a bit interesting. And I thought it's, it's tongue in cheek, right? So when this um, was put out on the festival, I didn't even I didn't even get notified, and I just people were tagging me and stuff. And then literally everybody was sharing it on social media. Like again, the media was picking it up, and it was just great. Everybody loved it, and I, but it pissed off a lot of people. Like specifically, don't kiss a Tory, right? <laughs> Genuinely, like, I had people emailing me saying, don't tell me who I can and can't kiss. I will kiss what I'm like, I'm not, and, and one of the tweets, one of the people like, my mother's, a, I'm like, my mother's a lovely lady, she's a Tory, she's not like, I'm like, and I had to come and say, listen, it's tongue in cheek, I'm not telling you who not or not to kiss. But people literally just blew it so out of proportion, and it's like, one woman was even like, some person even like tagged in, and added South Yorkshire police and said, this is hate crime, can you please like, tackle this, or, there was a woman who goes, I'm a Tory lady living in um, somewhere in Cheshire. I'm not going to come to give you my Tory money. And it's like, it was all tongue But do you know what? Honestly, it resonated with so many people. Like, I can't tell you the amount of people that shared with, like, message went with it. And one thing you'll know, it's like, I'm, I'm anti-Tory. That's very clear, right? But it's like, not anti-purpose, like, I don't agree with the Tory government and everything they're doing. But what it is, it's... Um, it's tongue-in-cheek, so one of the ways I've tried to do things is really try and merge a political, or like a state political, like a message, but in a fun way, but there's an undertone of a serious message behind it. And for me, that's like whether that be Donald Trump is a waste man, and that's something I've realised kind of works. So that's something I kind of literally put together, and yeah, it was, it was interesting, shall we say. So basically, one thing um, that I basically am trying to do with the role is trying to make something what has traditionally been non-influential and you cannot die me but it was just non-influential and it was just there and I thought what I will do I will literally like what I've done is made it into a really an influential thing to the point where literally the smallest thing sometimes I tweet will end up in like I've seen in the Daily Mail for example I invited um, one of my friends to give a science performance at the council then that somehow ended up in the paper or like I will do something like that and then so it's a platform where I've made it into something that it wasn't before, where people are listening, where people care, or always thinking what I'm going to do, and I'm thinking, that's something I've never like, experienced, so now I, I am a bit cautious, like, where am I, like, I just need to be, not be a bit careful, but I'm just wary of like, 
what I put there can resonate and will potentially kind of go far and everything. And um, I, I think one of the challenge, one of the, you know, one of the reasons I think people say and um, I'm breaking tradition, all this, I think for a start the people are fear, they don't like change. A lot of time people are scared of change, but at the same time I think people use that as an excuse to beat me with our like, he's standing on tables, he's standing on chairs. Since I'm not, people, I ask people, well, who's the last Lord Mayor? Like, so basically one thing, and just to wrap it up, it's like one thing that I've learned and something I am trying to do is, and I think one thing a lot of people admire me for or what I'm doing for is the fact that I don't sit on the fence. And I just genuinely think, if I'm trying to sit on the fence, I'm not standing for something, I'm not standing for anything. So I thought it was always better to really just say, this is who I am, this is what I stand for, this is the message I want to get out, and this is what it is. And I think a lot in political like, roles of like that, I think people appreciated the fact that I was a bit, and I had the courage to do that, and I was willing to stand and actually say something that I actually um, cared about and whatnot. And it is scary, and don't get me wrong, it's not being easy. I know there's been I've had petitions to earn, what do you call it, like, I owe me and stuff like that. But I honestly can't tell you the amount of, like, really vile, like, racist, like, threats and constantly I kind of get right. You know what, I'm going to put myself out, I'm going to say what I stand up and believe in, and that's going to come with its consequences. But I honestly cannot tell you, like, it is the positives outweigh the negatives, genuinely second to none. For every negative stuff I like, negative stuff I get, it's I get a hundred and one positive stuff. And this is just like, I know it sounds silly, but even so, something so stupid as a squat, I've literally, people from all around the world have been doing it. People message me from all over the world of message of support. And it's like, at times it really is easy to kind of focus on the negative stuff, but, and let that take over. But honestly, the positive outweigh the negative second to none. And I accept not everyone is going to like me and I'm completely okay with that. So for me, it's always a case of I'd rather stand up what I believe in and at the end of the, my time, my tenure is up, I can look back and say, do you know what, I, I'm, I'm fucking glad I did what I did and it was worth everything because the positives were absolutely great and the impact has been great so far. And I've only literally been doing this for nine weeks and I've got a long while left to go and it's, it's just endless just to see what the potential is and how things I can just keep doing. So the people of Sheffield have been great, so I just want to close on that, say thank you, and yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. And that's it. A big thank you to Majid for giving up his time and sharing his story and thoughts with us all. And thank you for listening. You can subscribe to the Creative Morning Sheffield podcast in Apple Podcasts or whichever app tickles your whereabouts. And if you want to listen to previous episodes, we also have a website for the show, which is cmsheffieldpodcast.com. That's cmsheffieldpodcast.com. You can also visit creativemornings.com slash cities slash shd for everything else. And you can follow us on Twitter at cm underscore sheffield.